Stab Abby and Matt's Save My Marriage. Okay, well, thank you for jumping online. Um, I did get your agenda and some of the session questions. Now, the reason why I send you that sort of questionnaire because it gives me a little bit of a rundown about what's going on for you. Um, we're doing this a little bit different to what I usually do it like because we've got some really quick sessions packed in in quite a short time. So yep. we want to okay. sort of get the best results we can in the time that we've got with each other, if that makes sense. Okay. So thank, thank you. you for sort of getting through this. It's a little bit confronting when you answer questions like this because it makes you think about what really is going on. Uh, sometimes in relationships and in life we just go through and just are on robot mode and don't really spend time thinking about really what's going on. And so yes. these questions can be a little bit confronting sometimes. So thank you for doing that and being transparent with your answers. But there are a okay. few things I'd like to pick at, if that's okay, just to get a bit of an understanding. Okay. So let, let's go through a couple of the questions and then we'll sort of move on with the session. So the first thing is, is that you've asked for some coaching and you've put your hand up for this experiment because... You said you want some assistance in bettering your marriage and understanding what you've done wrong to contribute to why things are the way they are. Yeah. So when you say that, can you tell me a little bit more about how things are? What does it look like for you and Cam? Well, it's we're always butting heads. Mm -hmm. um, so we're always, we don't, agree with a lot of things, um, which turns out to be a dispute or no talking right? Um, with each other because can't be bothered getting into it. Mm -hmm. um, and just, oh, because I'm always getting the blame. Right. Okay. Getting As the well. blame for Anything that's gone wrong or just anything in general, what, what are you getting the blame for? Well, it feels like um, getting the blame for things going wrong or decisions that I'm making um, aren't right to him um, or like I've, I've done some sacrifices as well that I've had to do to try and make things work or make it easier on us being parents, trying to work together being parents. But it always seems to go back to square one. When you say does square one, what does that mean? What do you mean square one? So you've made some sacrifices. Um, it doesn't make a difference. Okay. It doesn't make a permanent difference. It can make a difference for a day or two, but then it just goes back to conflict and issue and stress and yeah and it gets a bit tiring it's, it's very tiring when you're going around and around in circles absolutely it, it sure is and I've read here that what you would like your ideal outcome would be that you would be able to have a conversation or communicate with your husband without having an argument um and to sort of show interest in each other, things have become a little bit boring and they're just the same thing every day, day in and day out. That's right. That's how I feel. <laughs> right, right. And is Cam up for this 
experience. Is he is he a willing participant or is this your idea? Um, he's a willing participant. Um, he's that type of person that wouldn't have participated if he didn't want to, okay. pretty much. But uh-huh. we have spoken about it um, yeah. and, yeah, we haven't done anything like this. We've butted heads. We've said we'll separate. We've said we'll divorce. We've, you know, um, and I've just said um, this could be it, at least the, um, oh, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I don't want to hang it up. You know, just um, leave it and you just keep talking and it will go away. Yeah, and, um, well, I I feel like he's um, a participant in this because he's a, yeah, like I said, he's the type of person that wouldn't do it if he didn't want to do it. Okay. And actions, like he turned up and yep. it, it's just all different. Like this is something we've never experienced before. Right. Is this the first time that you've actually in a long time that you experience doing something something that you both agree on? Actually, yes. <laughs> I must say, yeah, that didn't take much effort. <laughs> it didn't take much effort. Actually, yes. When I think about it, I didn't think about it that way. Mm. Mm. I actually was not sure if he was going to um, participate or not because I know that I was willing to because... This would be the last shot. All right. What was it about this time that you both agreed on something without arguing? What was the difference? Friend, we're at our we're at our wits' ends. So you've you've we're at breaking like point with the yep, breaking point. Yeah, very much. Uh, did you have any other options? Spoken to each other for oh. no, we because we don't have time or or financially it's um it's not that easy. Yep. And also, um, not knowing where to look or um like the type of people that we try and work it out ourselves. If that makes sense as well. Yeah. But that how, how have that, you gone with that? It doesn't work. Not good. That's yeah. why I'm talking to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you but you managed and you said you weren't talking. How long long you said before this you weren't really talking. How long weren't you talking for? Okay, we haven't been talking this whole week. Oh, since since Friday last week. And is there a particular reason? We um We've just, we had an argument and um, and we've just said some bad words to each other that we want to divorce and, um, and we had had enough. He's had enough. I've had enough. And then we just stopped talking. Right. We, we've just stopped talking to each other. I just can't be bothered being around him or paying attention to, to, to him or anything, I just get on with it pretty much. Okay. All right, so you guys disengage from the relationship. So you sort of have the argument and then as soon as you feel like it can't be fixed or you're not going to be heard, you both turn your backs and go the opposite way. 
Yes. Right. But how long, how long have you been doing that for? Oh, God. It feels like it happens on a weekly basis. Before it wasn't that bad. It used to be like a month. And then when think, time goes on, it gets it gets um, more frequent. Yeah. Yes, it's also to keep the peace as well, like, yeah, for the kids. Yeah, mm. you've got four children, right? Yes. Okay. And you did say that. You said, okay, so these issues, there's multiple issues that have come up for you. Um, there's some communication. It sounds like you don't fight very healthy. I mean, every relationship there's fights, but there's a healthy way to fight where you can really talk about the issue and even butt heads, but it's the way, it's what you do with, um, that afterwards, rather than turning on away from each other, it's turning towards each other. And you guys are really good at turning away from each other and doing your own thing, like separating yourselves. Yes. And then weeks will go by and then we'll, something will make us come together again and then we'll get on with it until we have another disagreement because they're not small disagreements. It feels like they're, or maybe it's like a, Maybe it's things that have just stacked up. Yeah, yeah. So over time, it's exactly what I was going to say. So what actually happens is that when you argue and you turn away from each other, you actually never resolve the issue. And mm. what happens is that the issue just lies there. And you're right; it stacks upon each other. And so you haven't gotten over the last argument from last week because you turned away from each other, and no one's been heard. You haven't got it off your chest. You don't feel like he's understood you. He doesn't feel like you've understood him. So the issue is still there. And so you do that enough times over 5, 10, 15 years, you've turned away so much that eventually that you forget to, you forget what it's like to turn towards each other. Mm. Yeah. And then you also forget why you argued. Like you forget right. about the, the times that you've argued because it's it's a lot of times. It could yeah. be a dispute could be a disagree. I don't want to do this, but he wants to do that or I want to do this. He doesn't want to do it, you know, back and forth. Yeah. And then you end up at a board, you end up being bored. Yeah. Like. Well, it is pretty boring when you're on your own and that's what's happening for you. You're in a relationship, but you're not. Yes. Yeah. It's it's pretty lonely um, being in a place like that because, you know, you've got someone that's right there just out of your reach and but you can't reach them so you feel like you're doing life alone but you know there's someone there yeah yeah pretty much like an image is there yeah but you feel like that you I feel like that I'm doing it I'm doing a lot of things on my own mm-hmm. maybe that, that's, that's how I that's what it feels like that's then that's that's true for you you're doing it on your own and you are. You're doing it on your own because you're not connecting. You guys are turning away from each other rather than towards each other, so you're not leaning on each other. So you're both having to manage all of these emotional burdens, hurts, um, being upset, not on your own rather than with a partner. Yeah. So that's when you say, I feel like I'm doing it on my own. You really are. Um, yeah. And it doesn't matter who's <laughs> sitting in the same house as you. Unless you're working to, to together, and you're communicating, like when you're not speaking for weeks on end, you really feel alone. Yeah, pretty much. And that's um, and then it it's becoming a habit, and it's something you don't you actually don't want in your life, and you don't want it to be a habit because it's actually I feel like it's a waste of time. Yep. 
Yep. You know, and then I've had thoughts like, oh, geez, not that I want this to happen, but just think there's always somebody worse off than you. So I think, oh, what if what if something happened to him and he was to pass away? I wouldn't have wasted this time. I would have had regrets, you know. But do I have to think like that to try and make it work okay. or like to try and give yeah. up? Um, okay, I'll be the one to give up first and say sorry or I'll be the one to give in. But, you know, I've gone down that track as well, um, given in, and it doesn't last that long. Yeah, yeah. You know, before we're at an indifference about something else. You said something earlier that I'm quite interested in. You said we won't talk for some time and then there'll be something that brings us together. Do you, can you think of one of those things that have brought you together? Things that we have to do for the kids or places we have to go for the kids mm-hmm. will work as a team together. Like we'll just come together and we'll make it happen. Okay. So you guys can work as a team. I guess so. When it comes to, yeah, <laughs> I never saw it like that. But Absolutely. we have when it comes to um, having to do our children. But when it comes to us, um, we don't. Frankie, can I be we, with you? Mm, yes. Can I be straight up with you? And I like to be straight up with everyone I work with. Can I be honest with you? Of course. The reason why couples fight and don't aren't a team with each other, but they are a team when it comes to their kids, is because they're usually selfless when it comes to their children. And so when it comes to the relationship, we become selfish. We become this is what I need and this is what I need. Mm. But when it comes with the, when it comes to the kids, it's about what they need. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and this is the right. this is the secret to a rela- good relationship is that it's never about what I need. It's about what does he need? Or when he he should be saying, what does she need? Because when it becomes about the other person, you don't get caught up in the chatter, the mind chatter around feeling you're not hearing me, you're not listening to me, you don't see me because you're so self-absorbed about what you're not getting that you forget about giving. Yeah. Okay. And I know that you're quite a giving person because through this conversation you said I've tried all of this. But there's one thing that's different when it comes to working as a team with your children and working for a team in a couple is that unfortunately when you work as a team in a couple, it becomes conditional. If you do that, I'll do that. If you do that, I'll do that. Whereas those rules don't apply when you're parenting. It's whatever the kids want. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever's for their best interest. Whatever's best for them. Right. As a couple, if you're going to have two teams in your house, you've got the team where you parent and then you've got the team where you're a couple, if you're going to be this couple, you're going to say what's in their best interest. Mm. Never saw it like that. You guys know how to be a team. That's a good sign. <laughs> a really good sign. Because it, it means that you've got 
the skills are transferable. If you can be a team with the kids, you can definitely be a team with each other. Well, when we've had time to, um, when we've spoken about decisions for the kids and all their behaviours, you know, we've pretty much um, butt heads because, um, you know, he's, he's always saying that I spoil them. Right. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it right. I'm not. I let them get away with everything. Okay. And... All right. So you're, you've got a dysfunctional team there too. When I was hearing you before, you were saying, you know, we parent well, we come together for the kids. When, when the kids need to excel in something or they, they need it um, or they've achieved it, we come together to make sure that happens or we come together to make sure they make that destination that they have to go to or um, we come together for their special achievements. We come together for those things. Um, we come together to, hmm, right. to make sure that they're, that they're taken care of well. Um, but when we're by ourselves and we discuss it, we, it doesn't, it just, we start blaming each other, pointing the finger at each other. You've done, it was you, you're the one that said this and that and, you know, it's like that. When right. we're by ourselves but with the kids, it kind of like occupies you. It distracts Doing you. what you're doing for the kids distracts you, that's it. It distracts you so you're not thinking about the argument or what he just last said. Um, you're thinking about okay, just get get on with it, and then you know, it it actually helps when you're distracted, <laughs> but it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. But what is the best what? distraction? There is is a really good lesson, and it's exactly what I was saying before. Although it might be a distraction, when you're in that distraction, you're actually really thinking what is in the best interest of the children right now, and that is when you come together as parents and make it work. Yeah. Okay. What I'm hearing is that in your relationship, you guys are not ask, answering that question. You're not asking what's in the best interest of my partner, what's in the best interest of my husband, what's in the best interest of my wife. You guys are not having that conversation. No. No, we don't. We have never had that conversation. Mm. And maybe you haven't. Maybe you don't know how to have that conversation. Sometimes we come from families that have never done relationships like that. And we've never seen anyone have a relationship that ha is healthy or where they have good communication. And we're trying to find our way. Yeah, I haven't seen role models, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've always tried to um, try to figure things out myself. Yep. On how to, just by watching others um, or people I know that have gone through their experiences with their partners. Mm -hmm. um, and then I try and, like, find a solution in my own situation and try and apply it to that to see if that makes a difference. Makes a slight difference, but it just, it does, just doesn't stick. It's probably something that I have chosen to try and apply, but he's disagrees he disagrees absolutely he does 
And we just have no, yeah, we just have lack of time, lack of time to talk and nothing to talk about. We have absolutely nothing to talk about unless it's about the kids. Right. Um, you don't have anything in common? No. <laughs> I don't think we do. Did you have um, something in common when you met him? Yeah, actually, I did. What we, was um, oh, it? I felt like we were best friends. Right. Um, we had fun. We we took risks together. We 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 had a lot of fun together. Um, oh, partying, um, taking um, like just taking people with us or family with us on outings, and we loved that. We loved that, we, you know, because we didn't have children yep. at that time. So we just absolutely loved that, taking our families, and nieces, nephews, um, cousins who were younger with us and just going to the beaches and setting up picnics and, and doing all that stuff. It was like then we worked well as if we were parents, we were, we were, yeah, we were fun like that. Um, yeah, I guess. I can't well, think when of you it. were talking about that, Frankie, you had this smile and you had this little twinkle in your eye, remembering that, <laughs> you know, when it was like that for you. You know, this mm. is what it was like. This is why you fell in love with him because he was, you know, your ride or die. He was your best friend. He was someone you had fun with, you took risks with. He was someone that you went out on outings and you enjoyed the beach. Yeah, we engaged. We used to cook together right. for, for everyone. We'd set up parties. We'd do a lot of things. Right. Sound like an awesome yeah. couple. I think we were. What happened? Once upon a time. Um. I don't know. Like when we had our first child, oh, that was great. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was absolutely great because I waited. Um, I waited a few years because I wanted to, you know, as you do, um, enjoy life first before you actually settle down and and um, commit yourself to being a parent. Yep. Um, that's what I believe. When you have children, you commit yourself fully. And then... I actually don't know what happened along the way. I think I just kind of like, um, I think it felt like he wanted to continue, well, maybe a few years later on wanting to, I guess, it feels like he wants to be a solo person, but at the same time having a safe net family this is how you're feeling now? Yeah, but yes. But um, it doesn't feel like it has to do with any other individual. It's like I, I feel like that it's – I shouldn't even be speaking on his behalf about – he feels I'm supposed to be th- talking yeah, about me. But We are talking about you. This it, is how you're feeling, right? But it feels like um, – there's a lot of things that he hasn't done for himself that all of a sudden is real realised now that he 
he wants to make decisions himself on on doing this and doing that. But in my eyes, it doesn't um, fit being a family. Right. Um, it doesn't. It yeah. It's something that an individual or solo parent or solo person um, should be doing. Okay. So I, I want to just I want to take ten a couple of steps back. Okay. So we're okay. talking about how awesome you were as a couple. You guys were really awesome and you enjoyed each other's company first before you sort of committed to being a parent. Because when you are a parent, you need to fully commit yourself to that role as a, as a mother yes. and a father, right? So you gave yes. some time to, to each other to have some fun and enjoy each other's company. Do you feel like along the way, when you were fully committed to parenting, that some of the other stuff fell off the bandwagon. So you didn't have as many parties. You didn't go out as much. You didn't do the beaches as much as you thought you would. Um, I think the parties definitely cut down. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be honest there because I did a massive 360. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I did a massive 360, so they were very limited. So I wasn't the party goer that I was um, consistently <laughs> with him. Yeah. Um, and I guess maybe, you know, as a parent, you also get exhausted. Yep. As, you know, raising a baby, you do get exhausted when you have to Absolutely. get up early and do what you have to do for your baby, feed your baby, vet your baby. You know, um, changing nappies and all that, constantly doing the washing, constantly, especially when it's your first, keeping an eye on them, making sure yeah, they're breathing, sleeping, you don't getting up. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's say if we were laying in bed together, I would move his arm out of the way and quickly, yep. you know, um, check on baby. Yeah. <laughs> and right. so, I, yeah, I never ever really slept. Well, I think that's what you're supposed to do when you're a mum. Well, you don't really, most mums don't sleep in their first baby for a first, you know, the first few months, some, some of them the first year because they're a bit paranoid and making sure that everything's so, you know, everything's well, after. Yeah, I think it was one of those mums, you know, very paranoid, very, very cautious, uh, sometimes a bit too cautious <laughs> when we would have to go doctors Yeah, and uh, nothing wrong with them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. So you're a bit overprotective, but in our Very. relationship, sometimes when we have these, with when we have children, and I understand I've got three children of my own, so I totally am compassionate towards you know new mums and what they go through, and the experiences are different. Yeah. But sometimes at that stage in our life, we can get so caught up into parenting that the relationship sort of is on the back burner then you've done that with one child, not just you, even your partner. So both parents have sort of parented with one child and then bang, another child comes, then bang, another child comes. And before you know it, it's been four, five, six years and you aren't spending time together, you aren't partying, you aren't going to beaches, you aren't cooking together, you aren't doing all the stuff that gave you oxygen in your your relationship anymore. And so... What happens is that, you know, every fire that burns needs oxygen and your relationship's like this beautiful fire, fire, it's got flames, 
But the minute you start giving it, giving it oxygen is the minute the fire, the flame starts to die down. Pretty much, yeah. And you don't do it intentionally because you've got all these other priorities. You've got to be mum or you've got to be dad and you've got to work and you've got to earn your money and then then it's us. And then the relationship, like, comes last. Like, oh, I don't really want to have sex or I can't be bothered cooking or I don't really mm. want to clean because I'm just exhausted. Okay. And so yeah. when people do parenting really good and the relationship stays strong, it's actually quite the opposite still. So baby fits okay. into my life and my husband's life, not me and my husband fit into baby's life. Okay. <laughs> and see, that's, okay. that's what happens is that baby runs the life of the relationship and then we lose our connection yeah. Okay. And next, yeah, four kids down the track. <laughs> right. So you think about this, and this is nobody's fault. This has just been something of how we don't know any better unless we go out and try and find there's another way. Okay. We just do what we do best with the resources that we've got at that time. If that's what we knew best, we're going to do it. Okay. So there's no guilt here. There's no blame, but definitely there's some ownership over. Wow. I can see how if I did things, a different way it could have given me a different result okay and you can't take back time but what you can do is understand how it happened and then from today onwards it's well what can I do different so that I can turn that back around okay okay I've seen relationship like yours relationships like yours and Cam's turn around to be exactly what it was when you first met oh really absolutely Absolutely. And, and Frankie, I hear you say, you know, it's time for us to maybe break up or divorce or get a separation, but there's something deep inside of you that doesn't want that because you wouldn't be doing this right now. And there's also something deep inside you that sort of wants what you used to have back because your reaction to your memory is really beautiful. <laughs> I didn't notice that in myself. <laughs> No, you didn't. And there's probably a lot of things that you don't notice that along the way because you're on autopilot. Like a robot. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 what happens when you go into robot mode is that you actually forget how to feel. It's almost like you're stone cold, like you can't get in. There's nothing left. That's what it feels like, yeah. Yeah. That's and you were awesome. definitely not that when Cam met you. You definitely were not that. You were extroverted you were party you were having fun you guys <laughs> were taking risks together you guys were making decisions together you were a team team party <laughs> right and yeah and we always had people that wanted to be around us mm -hmm. you know like do you have people around uh, now yes do you always yes. have people around now still Oh, my gosh. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. Do you have yes, people, people around all the time, but do they take up a lot of your free time? No. Okay. Because, no, they don't take up a lot of our free time. Like, we don't actually have, we don't do much entertaining with our friends at all. Um, if we do get one chance, it's... It's got to be planned. Um, 
We didn't have a lot of entertaining um, times with our friends. It's once in a blue moon, I guess. Is there a reason why? Um, well, like, let's say if we're hanging out together and we're having an entertaining night, it's just him and I. What? I think we're homebodies, maybe. Um, I, think, I don't know. I think you both have worked. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to have a nice entertaining night with friends, not just for a birthday, you know, or um, or someone else's birthday. Um, like if it is, I I go out on my own um, with friends, and he doesn't he doesn't get a chance to go out. Um, he likes to just sit close to home, and, and so do I. But when it comes to birthdays and that celebrating food, we can't go out together because one of us always has to be home. Do you not have any help with the children? Oh, we've had people um, we've had people ask if you know uh, offer to to assist us with our kids to have our kids for the night or something so we could do something, but we both just say no, right? Because. We've done this once before when we tried to go out and we didn't know what to do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we were, like, we were at home. We, were, we, we sat at home and we played uh, board games. Okay. Um, we played Operation. We had, you know, we got us alcohol. But that's all we'd done with each other. Was it fun? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was fun. But I want to see a different fun. Yeah. Um, okay. ha- having a different type of fun than just partying, you know. Is there another side of us that can have fun without um, alcohol, alcohol or, or without a, another reason? Can we just have fun, just us two? Um, When's the last time you guys went out together? Just the two of oh, you. I'll be honest, Dr. Love, um, it's been a very, 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 very long time. It it could be decades um, ago or more. Um, it's been a very long time. We have not gone out together. And like I said, even though friends have offered to watch the kids, um, we've just said no. And we both feel comfortable saying no. Of course. But I have said I have said, oh, maybe we should just try, but then he's like, nah, we'll just, we'll just, um, we'll just stay home and and do our thing, and um, and <laughs> children, um, and then we, yeah, we just don't, because we just don't know what to do with each other. We have, I think, we've got like different interests too, like. Sometimes I just like to go for a walk, even a mountain walk. He he doesn't want to do that. I like the outdoors. I I like being outdoors. I also like being at home, but we spend a lot of time at home. If it's not for our children, um, sports, we spend most of our time at home or at work. Home, work, children, sports. So no wonder why you sort of don't know each other because you really haven't taken an opportunity to keep that relationship going like just because you're you're married or you've got kids or you live together it doesn't mean you know each other at all 
Yeah, that's right. And like, you know, we've been together a very long time. You think you would know each other inside out. You probably don't. Yeah, that's right. I don't feel like we do. Um, and it's it's really weird to have to say that because you should. And maybe we do know some things about each other, but as you get older, you kind of like change as well mm. over the years. Right, so you don't like the same thing. So although you liked whatever you liked when you first met, you know, 20-odd years old, that's sort of what you like doing, you might not like the same stuff at 40. Yeah. And so you have to create a new awesome. You're going to have to create a new awesome for you right now in your lives right now. But if you're not working at it, if you're both not on the same page, if you're both going, yes, I want this, it doesn't work with one person. It doesn't. I know. You've both got to want it. Yeah. Are you in a position right now, Frankie, that you really want this relationship to work? Yes, I really want this relationship to work. I believe that if you're in a marriage, this is me, um, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. You cannot give up on that marriage until you have tried everything. Okay. And we have not tried this at all. Okay. I, I don't think we were ever going to try this at all. Okay. All right. I really I, I honour you for your commitment to the relationship. Now, this is a different question. Yes, you want the marriage to really work. How confident are you right now that it can? How confident am I right now that it can I'm half and half. So at about a five out of ten? Five out of ten, yeah. Okay. I feel half and half. It's really on the borderline. So this is really make or break? Yes, yeah, that's what it feels like. I need to see it clearly. Um. We've tried other things, trying to work it out. We've, we've, well, it's making me sound like a hypocrite because (laughs) it sounds like we haven't tried anything. (laughs) But to me, it feels like we have. (laughs) What conversation? Um, We've tried um, promising each other that we will not argue. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we've tried giving a time, okay, we'll try not to argue tonight or we'll try not to argue for a week and, you know, we've tried that. Um, We've tried uh, making plans for outings and then something will happen, we will get into an argument and then we will not do the outings. Um, We've tried talking about it. We've tried coming to terms with um, divorcing, but don't know how. How did that conversation go? When you spoke about divorce, what was that conversation like? 
Oh, it was very short cut from him. Not interested? Um, he'll say, you know, yes. Yep, okay. And, and then just don't want to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it it's like, like you only get a couple of words out and then that's it. Um, like we'll both say it. And I'm more try, like I'm I'm trying to get more involved in it. Like, are we going to be sure about this? You know, it, you know, trying to engage in in the conversation to to be able to speak about it, just to speak about it. But I get cut off. Like he'll just get up and walk out or walk away. Okay. And not happy about it, but he's saying the same thing. Right. So really the only thing that you've tried is tried to talk about it, but you guys don't talk well. And so you've tried that for several odd years. Well, we've tried that on and off, on and off, on and off. How long have you been together for? 29 years altogether. And I don't want to do another 29 years like this. Great. Could you imagine what life would be like after 29 years of doing the same? Sorry? Could you imagine what life would be like doing this for the next 10 years, not talking, not having a partner, not, you know, communicating, no intimacy, no nothing? Oh, I have imagined it. What is that? That's why I don't want to do it. Okay. That'd be horrible. I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You only have one life, you know, you only have one life to live and you don't have to be unhappy living it to make someone else happy. Right. So Anything can happen. That's right, anything can happen. So this is going to be the deal for us is that we're really going to start to do, and with your commitment and Cam's commitment, we're going to start to do things a little bit different if we're all committed to having the relationship work. There's two options here. You do the work or you don't and you get divorced. Yeah. There's really no other. Oh, actually, there's three options. The third option is to stay together unhappy forever. Yeah, that's right. That's the one that we're in. That's the boat we're in at the moment. You still have two other options apart from this boat. You can decide to do the work. It's going to be very uncomfortable because it's not something that you guys have done before. And when I say the work, it might be we learn to argue a little bit different, not so we don't attack each other. We really start to respect each other as people and, you know, think about the words that we're using. It might be that, you know, when someone watches your children, that you make the effort to leave the house. Even if you don't want to and you go dragging your feet, you actually leave the house, you get dressed up and you go somewhere for a date. It might mean that you have people over for a barbecue for no good reason apart from, hey, everyone, let's come over, we're doing a barbecue. Bring the kids. Mm. Right? It might be that stuff. That sounds sounds like something we need to try. Well, I know I need to try that. Mm. I need to to give that a go. So the, um, this is the expectation. This is my my commitment to you is that I'll be honest, transparent and help you through it. But I need the commitment from you and Cam to go, you know what, I don't normally do that, 
but I'm going to try. Yeah, I'm going to try. Thanks, Frankie. (laughs) And if you can commit to that, I will help you along. I'll hold you along the way. Okay, I will help you. And it won't, some days it won't be easy. Yeah. Some days you want to go, I give up, I'm not doing it, it's all too hard. I can't go there because we have a wall up after, you know, 20 odd years of, of marriage that's a little bit unhappy or, you know, that's empty. We pull up a war and we don't want to chip through it. We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to put our heart on the line. We don't want to be vulnerable because why would we do that? We've been hurt for so long. I'm not, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. (laughs) And so what we need to do is through these little exercises or these little things we're going to do along the way, it's going to start to chip at the wall. All right. What you'll find then is that you're not so uptight. You're not so like standoffish. You might even feel a bit softer and lighter because it's like you take a bit of the weight off and you drop it and say, thank God, some of that's gone. Because we carry emotional weight. We feel heavy, we feel tired. And a lot of that comes from emotional stuff. A lot of it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last question sort of before we finish off um, and then we'll talk about what you can do before our next session is I want to know how you fight with Cam. So if you were to have an argument, what, how does it start and how do you react and sort of how does it, I know how it ends, you stop talking, but just try and describe to me how you argue. Um, but we, we could be speaking about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, like he's speaking and then, and then he stops. And when I try and say something, he, and, and then he starts speaking over me again. Mm-hmm. Um, like he'll speak over me without even listening to what I have to say. So then when he has something to say, I just, I'm looking at him and I can hear what he's saying, but I'm blocking it, whatever he's saying out until I get a chance to say something and then I'll say something. And I guess I think we both know that that's what we're doing. We're not even paying proper attention to what each other's saying because, well, for me, I'm feeling like he's not actually listening to me. Mm -hmm. He's just Mm -hmm. saying what he wants to say. And then we'll end up arguing, we'll end up, calling each other names, we'll end up getting up, walking out, um, we'll end up saying, oh, you don't know, you know, we, we end up putting each other down. Mm. You don't know, how do you know, you know, like that? And then that's why, well, for me, I, I'll just get up and walk away or I, or if he walks away, I need to finish off what I'm saying. <laughs> I know it sounds so. Do you chase him? Are you one of the chasers that go and finish your sentence? You need to have what you want him to hear. I think I'm pretty much like that. Yeah. Um, it sounds a bit dominating. Um. <laughs> no, don't say that, um, Frankie, and I'll tell you why. When you haven't been heard enough in a relationship, sometimes you do everything you can just to be heard. And it could be just for two minutes, mm-hmm. just two minutes of of his time just to listen to what I have to say even though he doesn't agree just give me two minutes and otherwise those two minutes will linger over the years and and it'll come out like 
like, you know, from 20 years ago or something has come out into 2021 and he'll think, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But because mm-hmm. a reflection of what has happened from that past has happened again. Absolutely, a trigger. You know, we call it that has happened again in our present. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be going off about what happened 20 years ago or something into the present. Yeah. And, and you know why that happens, Frankie, <laughs> is that because when it happened 20-odd years ago, there was no closure. So it's still an open wound. And so you've left that wound open. And so when it happens today, you think you're reacting to what happened today, but you're actually still reacting to what happened there. Yeah. So if you close to that wound back then, if we were really good at getting closure and not just getting up and leaving the arguments and not being heard or not hearing each other, if we could just close the wound if something similar happens now, we wouldn't react as bad. But it's almost like the same wound gets scraped and scraped and scraped that it never heals. It's like you're falling on your knee over and over again and the scab never has a chance to heal. Yeah. And, you know, um, sharing, we don't share. We, we, we don't, we share, we share with people mm-hmm. or we share and, and when we do, we work, we work together to help others yep. as well, if as best as we can, or if we can. Um, um, but we don't share with each other. And I, that's really important in a relationship, I think, along with communication, you know, and intimacy and so forth. That all comes, falls in, but we don't even share. We don't share, if we can't share conversation. We don't share financially. We don't share. We don't even share a pillow. We <laughs> you share a bed? Um, we share a bed, but we have not been sharing a bed. For how long? We've been sleeping um, separately, and, oh, I really don't like it because I don't believe it should be like that. Um, like we'll share it, and then if we argue, we don't share Right. So it's another no. turning turning away. It's another strategy that you guys have when you turn away from each other. It means not only do you walk away from each other and not hear each other, but it also means you're turning away in the bedroom. That's right. Mm. Yep. Did you used to kiss each other hello and goodbye when you, you know, used to see each other in the beginning of the relationship? Was that just standard? Hi, babe, kiss. See you later, babe. Love you. Bye. Kiss. Yeah, we did. We did. You could never go without a kiss goodbye or a kiss hello. Right. Or I, right. We could ever go without that. Okay. And then just, I guess, over the years, even if we went to work, um, but then over the years, it's I, rem- I, I can't remember how long ago, but I remember the first time we didn't kiss to say goodbye, like he left for work and he didn't kiss me. I remember that because I was pretty much um, upset about that time because, it, you know, because it's new. Yep. It was quite significant. It was upsetting. Yeah. But then when it happens once and then it happens again, over time then it happens again, you kind of just, oh, well. Did you say something to him? The the, the first time that he didn't kiss you, did you say something to him about not kissing you goodbye that day? No. No, I didn't. I just left it. Right. Oh, but I got, I guess I got, I felt like um, 
I felt angry and I think a bit of stubbornness might have kicked in with me. Yeah. I know, you know, stubborn, being stubborn doesn't help. You use stubbornness and determination and drive and motivation in a positive way. But at that time, I used it um, in the wrong way as, no, I'm not talking to you. Yeah, look what you did to me. I'm not going to put down my guard and tell you I'm upset. Right. And so I think that's where it started for you is that, the minute he stopped kissing you hello or goodbye was the beginning of this behaviour of I'm turning away. Because mm. we we don't even get we don't even get gifts for each other. Right. Did you used to? We used to. Mm. Yes. Even out of even if it wasn't our birthdays or so we'll get something. That's nice. But now it's and we don't mind, like even Christmas, we don't mind. We, I'll say, oh, I don't want anything for Christmas. And he'll say, I don't want anything too. And then it comes to Christmas and I'll go and get something, you know, because it's a, the kids want to see that as well. Yeah. Oh, I what mum got. Oh, mum, what did you get dad? Mm. So I'll go get something and I can't not get yeah. him something, you know. So I'll get him something thinking that, oh, yeah, I've got him. And then he's got me something. <laughs> Does that still happen? Uh, just last year, Christmas, but like our birthdays, we don't get in, we don't get each other anything for our birthdays. We we go out for dinner though, as a family, like okay. you know, the kids. With us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You've got four children, and they're not babies anymore. So I think no. now it's coming okay. to the stage where you probably can start to put some of that energy that you put into your parenting back into your relationship. Okay. Okay. And there's a lot of things there that I hear you say that were really beautiful qualities in the relationship that you had. And those Mm -hmm. qualities and those, um, you know, those skills that you have in being a team don't just disappear. They're in you both. And you're still showing times where they show up. But when you've got two people that always think they're right or they're stubborn or they want things to go, their their way's the right way or I'm not showing you how I feel because you're in the wrong, then you have two really hurt people living together doing really hurtful things. Yeah. Saying hurtful words. Right. Yeah. Because if you have a think about this, Frankie, if you are happy, you actually cannot be mean to somebody. (laughs) You can't. Yeah. How could you be in a really happy place? Could you imagine, you know, 20-odd years ago, you guys having fun, cooking together, having parties and calling each other the names that you call each other right now. Would that work? Oh, no. Absolutely not. No. I think it would have ended a long time ago. <laughs> I think it would have ended a long time ago if we had. That's an obvious sign right there back then. 
Right. So you, but, I, but you were best friends. You said we were best friends. Not like we were best friends. Yeah. You wouldn't have treated each other like that. When you're best, you can't be best friends and call each other names. That won't work. Yeah. No. Okay. So we we've got to work on all these little things that you used to do. We've got to reintroduce them to the relationship because we know that works for you and Cam because it worked before. Okay. And it might not be the partying and the drinking and it may not be that, but it may be people coming over and having a barbecue. It may be going to the beach with the kids. It may be going out to dinner. It could be, you know, whatever it is. We've got to introduce these little things into the relationship. The other thing we've got to do is learn how to fight and communicate better. Well, <laughs> right. So you tell yeah. me, and I'm going to ask you this question, Frankie, if you are going to fight a little bit more healthy with Cam, what is one thing when you argue you could do that could make a difference that it doesn't escalate? Okay. Um And I could do that, that could, so it couldn't escalate. I could use certain kind words. You could use, you uh, could introduce kind like words. understand or, or okay or, and showing an interest in what he's saying. Okay. All right. Let's just stick with one thing. We don't want to give you a whole list. We want to give you a, Something to do that's doable, something that you can actually do, and it might be tiny because, you know, small changes can make big differences. Okay. Okay. I don't want you to walk in and be a totally different person who's going, who the hell did you see last night? What's happened to my wife, right? Right. (laughs) He's going to think it's a load of crap. We don't want that, right? He's going to go, what's going on? This is my family, right? (laughs) What has she done to you? We don't want that yet, right? We'll do that at week four. But for now, it's day one. Day one, You know, the one thing listening to you that you might be able to do is when you argue is rather than want to be heard, is really be there to hear. Right. Okay. Remember I was saying to you that with the kids it's all about what's in their best interest? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I could try that. I'll try that. And it's even if we just try it until our next session, right, it's going to be a little bit of an experiment for you, okay, and a bit of a a new behaviour. And what that behaviour is, is you go in, you hit butt heads like a normal scenario, you don't agree on something, and you go to say something and Cam goes to say something over you, I want you to stop. And I want you to say, you know, I'm going to, you say to yourself, I want to listen to what Cam has to say. Okay. Okay. And I want you to give Cam space to speak. Okay. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that what you have to say is not valuable. Absolutely it is. But what what we're trying to do, we're trying to teach you both to listen to each other. And it has to start somewhere. 
So if I can have you, and I haven't spoke to Cam yet, but if I can have you, when you go into an argument, just say, it's not my time to talk. It's about valuing the other person. I'm going to give Cam space to speak and I'm going to hear him. Okay. Even if you don't agree. Yes. You know what I'll do? I'll hear you faintly in my mind as well, reminding me of that. So it gives me more strength to just... Just listen, don't even block it. Frankie, be present. Frankie, Dr. Love said be present. Be present and hear what Cam's trying to say. Okay. Now you have a think about this. If you're being present and Cam is and you're listening to what Cam has to say and then you Cam comes on to a call with me and then Cam does the same and you're both being present when you speak and learning to do that, what happens to that argument? It doesn't escalate. It doesn't happen. It shows a bit of respect, I guess, for each other. Because you because are totally right. right. That's what you do with other people when someone's uh, yeah. you, you're listening to them. I want you to do that to each other. I, yeah. I can't believe I don't do that with him. I didn't notice that really. Mm. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. That's the one thing you could do before our next call. And yeah, Cam may not understand what you're doing and he may want to pick a fight because he's like used to you baiting you. He's used to your reaction. Okay. So I do want you to be mindful that he's not going to understand why you're listening because you haven't listened for 20 odd years. <laughs> oh God, that sounds terrible, <laughs> But no, but Frankie, let's be honest. You neither is Cam, so this is not just the, I'm talking to you right now, yeah. right? But you both haven't listened to each other for twenty odd years, so he's going to go, yeah. "Why is she being so present? Like, what's wrong with her?" Right? And so he yeah. might dig a little bit deeper to get a reaction from you. When that happens, I want you to be mindful. You hear my voice, and you say, and you just remember me saying, Frankie. He's looking for a reaction because he's confused. He doesn't know why you're not reacting. Okay. Okay. We are creatures of habits and we like things to happen the way they've always happened. Yeah. It's time for a change, Dr. Love. I agree. I agree. So can we do that until our next call? Can we stay present when Cam's talking? And even if he wants to poke you emotionally, you're going to just be present, listen to what he has to say. Give him some space to talk about it and say, baby, you're done. And he's going to go, yep, and you don't even need to say anything else. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So you probably had some aha moments through the, our conversation and you probably had to think about them. Sure. I want to leave, going away from this call, I want you to remember that a healthy relationship and a good functioning relationship is better than being right yeah absolutely I I agree and when that when that voice is coming in and you want to react to him you're going to say I don't need to be right there's no right or wrong here I don't have to be right yeah okay and then okay we'll jump on a call in the next few days um I have to speak to Cam so and he hasn't emailed me back I don't know if he has a phone number. It might be easier to text him than email. Oh, um, sure. I can send that through if you need it. 
Uh, yeah. Do you, want to, do you want to text me his number and then just ask his permission if it's okay if I text him? That might be easier for him. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and then we'll get him on a call, but we will have to get you both on at some point where you're both available. So, I mean, it could be your first date night where the kids aren't in the house and we're doing a session and you guys have some time. Good day. Right. <laughs> but um, I'm going to leave you with that exercise. I want you to come back to me with some feedback. I want you to use whatever comes up for you when we're working together. Use the notes section in your phone to jot down notes or write them in a diary and say, this happened or this is how I felt or this was difficult for me because yes. you're going to start to notice some different things and you're not going to always know what to do with it. Okay. It's new territory. So I want you to just start jotting things down when you remember them or when they happen so you don't forget. So when we come on the call, you can go, wait, Dr. Love, I wrote something down. What do I do with this? And then I'll touch base with you for our next session over text once I've spoken to Cam. Great. Stab Abby and Matt's Save My Marriage.